Welcome back to the Homily Prep Podcast. This is no longer our summer schedule. Well, is it? Can we say that? Oh, no. This is our midsummer interruption. <laughs> that's right. This is a little break. We're, this is an yeah. intermission, if you will. Intermission to our summer schedule. We'll be right back with our summer schedule after Jonathan and I take Louie's place, because Louie is still MIA. Yeah, that's right. We haven't heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still on his pilgrimage, for all I know. That's right. But... Um, we're pinch hitting for him, and instead of doing a weekly reflection individually, Jonathan and I decided that we would hey. do just return to our conversations. Yeah, I think it's a good idea because I was getting kind of anxious about doing this over and over again. Uh, yeah, you so know, part of the idea behind this podcast was to have these conversations, and so honestly, I was kind of missing it, just preparing all my homilies without uh, without actually talking about the readings. So I'm I'm yeah. excited to get back to it. You know, when you say that, what I really hear you say is that you missed, you missed me. You know? uh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> if only we had okay, some fine. other way of communicating. Some yeah, other okay. show, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, Jonathan, 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Yeah. What do you got for me, man? Bro, okay. So, we've got one of the most popular slash famous or at least well-known stories from the gospel accounts, Martha and Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are countless homilies and reflections based on this particular reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of them good, some of them not so much. I, however, have been thinking about this in a very particular way, though, which I think okay. might be well, kind of interesting. Okay, so tell us really quick. Uh, this is the story of, what is it, Luke's Gospel, Mary yeah. and Martha. Yeah. The Mary and Martha account was very famous, yeah. So what yeah. did you got? <laughs> Uh, okay, so, you know, we always talk about, oh, wh- which are you, a Mary or a Martha? Do you like to work, or are you sitting at the feet of Jesus, contemplative prayer, etc.? Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. For the most part, people tend to be not one of the two, but these are just both um, parts of who we are. Okay, great. But then, I started looking at, especially the first reading, but the second as well, um, I was really struck at how service is coming up. You know, we've got from the story of of Genesis, uh, Abraham and Sarah preparing food for these strangers um, who will eventually tell Sarah that she will bear a son um, in her old and barren age. Uh, And so kind of looking at how, in a lot of ways we start from a place of service because we can just, that's what we can do. Like, Lord, let me do something anything and I'll do it. Okay. But that's usually not where we stay. Um, Well, for many reasons, but the main one, because we can't work for the rest of our lives. We become infirm and then we eventually die. So it does. And even look at our infirmaries. What is the last stage of Jesuit life? To pray. To pray. Yeah. To pray for the church and society. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I was kind of focusing on and looking at and trying to develop a little bit is Um, what is this lifespan of the Christian life? Uh, Yeah, it's both prayer and work. Um, And how do we ultimately come to this place of, as Jesus says um, about Mary, um, she has chosen the better part. Okay, hold on. Let me try to understand. So you're saying that part of the, the Christian life is on a trajectory from work to prayer? 
Like kind, remove... Kind of, but not to leave one behind. You know, Pope Benedict would oft, often write about, um, I think it was in Caritas and Veritate, how uh, charity is like the fulfillment of, uh, uh, of justice mm-hmm. and how we begin by giving people what's due to them, but ultimately the goal is to give what to give of myself, to give what I have. Um, right. You know, and that goes back to the Gospels. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life. That's all that we right. have. <laughs> right. Um, so, so prayer doesn't... So how do we get to that point to where we can do that? Well, it's the life of practice. We have mm-hmm. to practice that virtue. Yeah. So you're saying... So you have this in mind, like, work and prayer and work and prayer and work. Like, there's... <laughs> You know, sort of this progression of like they live together, but they also lead one to the other. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my work should pave the way for my prayer. My prayer should prepare me more for better work. Like there should be a symbiosis between them. Is that? Yeah. Well, and yeah. And you know, as well as I do, how often guys will say something like, oh, my work has become my prayer and how much mm-hmm. nonsense that is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. they don't replace one another. But uh, I like the way that you that you said they've got that kind of symbiosis where they 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 play off of each other yeah they mutually enrich each other you know mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's right and i think you're you're good you're right to flag that right the tension here is between prayer and work but i think you're right that too that there's often this disjunction that's proposed of the mary and martha of like you're one type over another um where there's nothing there's nothing about the either or that's mm-hmm. present within right. the gospel it's always yeah. the the both and the tension. Yeah. Um, and isn't it funny how we're the only we're the ones that put that in there. That's not in the gospel. Um, but we all to be one sudden, or the other. Yeah, that's that's all us. <laughs> you know, so this is a bit of a a strange and kind of an yeah, it's an odd statement that I learned when I was studying some some very odd writers from the Middle Ages. But some people made this the point, <laughs> and this isn't sort of mainstream interpretation. But one kind of fringe interpretation was that between the two of them, Martha is actually the better one. Hmm. Um, because Mary chose the better part, but Martha had both parts. Hmm. That Same Martha more. worked, Martha was working, and from the kitchen she could hear. So she was listening, uh-huh. but she was also working, uh-huh. where Mary uh-huh. was just listening, hmm. which is the better yeah. part, but at least Martha is doing both. Now, yeah, I don't fully listening. agree. Yeah, I don't fully agree with that because I don't think that's a mainstream interpretation, but it goes to show that at least in the history of interpretation of this passage, there has been a tendency of wanting to, at least more traditionally, to harmonize between the both of them rather than trying to put a disjunction that mm-hmm. you are one or the other. Yeah. Because I think it's false, you know, like the, the Benedictine motto of work and prayer or the the Jesuit motto of contemplation, likewise in action. Like there's a unity of the two that goes together, right? That both prepare the way of, you know, of the heart growing in holiness. Um, so I, maybe to summarize that, I, I've i gotten to a point where I just kind of jumped to the Alleluia verse as... <laughs> oh, I as, forgot about that. As, yeah, it's kind of a... Why don't you just read it for a second? Because I think it's kind of a clever way of summarizing maybe what you're saying. All right. Can you read it, can you read it for us? Yeah, definitely. It says, Blessed are they who have kept the word with a generous heart and yield a harvest through perseverance. So I like that because mm. keeping the word, mm-hmm. well, that's Mary, yeah. right? Who kept all these words in her heart, mm-hmm. you know, at the feet of Jesus, listening the word, but then having a generous heart that yeah. yields a harvest through yeah. perseverance. Yeah. So both of those things are intention. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, connecting that to the second reading, one thing that I love about that passage from Colossians is the, you know, Paul's language of completing what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Yeah. You know, um, which is a strange phrase, but it goes to show that for Paul, he believes that his struggle and his work somehow contributes to the work of salvation, salvation of the mm-hmm. whole church. And the, the word that's used here in the reading is um, to bring to completion for you the word of God. So bringing to completion the work, you know, well, what is the purpose of Christian work? But communion with God and what is prayer? But communion with God, all of what we do should be leading the people of God, the body of Christ to a deeper relationship with God. So like maybe there's another question there of, you know, Jonathan, the work that you do as a priest, is it helping people pray mm-hmm. or is it not? You know? Yeah. I um, mean, like go back again, go back to this reading from Genesis. The in a lot of ways, well, maybe only in one way, the covenant that was promised to Abraham is a direct result of this work that he and Sarah are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre- preparing um, their generous hearts, offering something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their Our hospitality. Their hospitality to the stranger, you know, gives rise to the fruit of the covenant. Um, You know, they 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 obey the command of God and God is fruitful, you know, through their labor. And so there's something and it's again back in that Hallelujah verse that the word perseverance sticks out to me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the work that we do as Christians can sometimes be laborious. But how do we persevere for there to be an abundant harvest that God will be generous? You know, not that we earn our salvation, but. That God, that our work matters, uh-huh. you know, if it's joined to the heart of Christ, which is the prayer side, you know, like right. your work is in vain if it's not work done in an, in a disposition of prayer yeah. first. Well, I mean, that's our, go- I don't want to deviate too much, but that's our gospel for today, uh, this uh, Thursday. Um, that the, you know, Jesus says, my yoke is light, my burden is easy. Mm-hmm. Uh and yet it's one of the most difficult things that we do because what is his burden? What is his yoke? To love. <laughs> mm. And it's precisely what we don't want to do, I think, a lot of the time. And so yeah. we have to prepare. We have to, again, going back to that Alleluia verse, um, yield a harvest through perseverance, mm. through, through not, do, not doing it on our own, <laughs> but by picking up the yoke of Christ. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think generally speaking, the, the the readings for today have done a really good, or for this Sunday, have done a really good job of of like emboldening us or ennobling us to work without any reservation, to mm-hmm. work with abandon, you know? Yeah. Um, to give and not to count the cost? As yeah, you know, to get, yeah, to give <laughs> and not to count the cost, but to recognize that the moment that our work becomes divorced from Christ is the moment that we've made an idol of work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to remember that, like, not only do I need to pray in the morning before work, um, but I should also pray during the day through mm-hmm. my work, mm-hmm. um, and maybe pausing midday in the middle of work. And also at the end of the day, you know, to recap my work, like there should be discrete moments of prayer, but there should also be a disposition of prayerfulness, you know, in the way that I engage my work. Cause it's not my work. It's the work of Christ. And I'm just a coworker with him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything else stand out to you, Ann? That Honestly, that was the big one. And I think, you know, you've honestly, I think you've helped me kind of flesh out some of these ideas that I was having with really looking at the flow of all 
of all the readings, including um, including the psalm, he who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. So it's still about mm. doing something, um, but yeah. it's got to have a purpose. And I think that, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good um, uh, a focus that I'll use this weekend in my homily. Good, um, yeah. You know, maybe one parting thought from me, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't focus on it, but you mentioned the passage from uh, today's gospel as we record. Um, but notice that the word burden is used in the gospel for this Sunday. Hmm. That Martha was burdened with much uh-huh. serving. Hmm. Yeah, and, her, oh, sh- and Jesus tells us to let down our burden. Yeah, and I think there's there's a re- really beautiful opportunity to reflect on that word burden. Like, mm-hmm. should the work of a Christian be a burden? Hmm. And if we're really working as co-laborers with Christ, should it ever be a burden? And yeah. I know I know many people who work in ministry who get burned out, and then everything becomes a burden. Um, you know, it becomes a burden to hear confessions or say masses. It becomes a burden to teach children. It becomes a burden to serve the poor. Yep. It's like, wait a minute. Is this, <laughs> is this really the work of a Christian now? Hmm, or is yeah. it just a job? Right, right. Is this just something that I do rather than uh, who I am mm-hmm. as a Christian, mm-hmm. not just as a religious or a priest? This right. is who we are right. as Christians. This is our, our new creation that we've been given through baptism. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Cool, man. I think that's good, huh? Yeah, brother. That was cool. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, good. Like I All said, right, I was cool. really missing this. Yeah. All right, good. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Hopefully next week, one of us, maybe it'll be you. Maybe <laughs> you. What did you think next week? <laughs> mm. All right. All right. We'll see you guys in the next week's episode of the Homily Prep Podcast.